Brother Alf! Brother Alfred! It was meant to be a whisper, but it echoed through the library. Brother Alfred looked up from his book, smiling a little as the novice halted, panting within an inch of the table. What is it now, Jehan? he asked. A rescue? The king himself come to drag you off to the wars? Jehan groaned. Heaven help us! I just spent an hour explaining to Dom Morwen why I want to stay here and take vows. Father wrote to him, you see, and said that if I had to be a monk, I'd join the Knights Templar and not disgrace him completely. Brother Alfred's smile widened. And what said our good abbot? That I'm a waste of good muscle? Jehan sighed and hunched his shoulders. It did little good. They were still as broad as the front gate. Brother Alf, can't anybody but you see what's under it all? Brother Osric says that you will make a tolerable theologian. Did he? Well, he told me today that I was a blockhead, and that I'd got to the point where he'd have to turn me over to you. In the same breath? Almost. But I'm forgetting. Dom Morwen wants to see you. Brother Alfred closed his book. And we've kept him waiting. Someday, Jehan, we must both take vows of silence. I could use it. But you? Never. How could you teach? There are ways. Just as Brother Alfred turned to go, he paused. Tomorrow, don't go to the schoolroom. Meet me here. Jehan's whoop made no pretense of restraint. There was a fire in the abbot's study, and the abbot stood in front of it, warming his hands. He did not turn when Brother Alfred entered, but said, The weather's wild today. The other sat in a chair nearby. Fitting, he remarked. You know what the hill folk say. On the day of the dead, demons ride. The abbot crossed himself quickly, with a wry smile. Oh, it will be a night to conjure in. He sat stiffly inside. My bones feel it. You know, Alf, suddenly I'm old. There was a silence. Brother Alfred gazed into the fire, seeing a pair of young novices, one small and slight and red as a fox, the other tall and slender and very pale, with hair like silver gilt. They were very industriously stealing apples from the orchard. His lips twitched. What are you thinking of? asked the abbot. Apple stealing? Is that all? I was thinking of the time we changed the labels on every bottle, jar, and box of medicine in the infirmary. We almost killed old Brother Anselm when he took one of Brother Herbal's clandestine aphrodisiacs instead of the medicine he needed for his indigestion. Brother Alfred laughed. I remember that very well indeed. After Dom Edwin's caning, I couldn't sit for a fortnight, and we had to change the labels back again. In the end, we knew Brother Herbal's stores better than he did himself. I can still remember. First shelf, Dittany, Fennel, Tansy, Rue. Was it really almost sixty years ago? Really? Tempest Fugit, with a vengeance. Morwin ran his hands through his hair. A little red still remained. The rest was rusty white. I've had my threescore years and ten, with three more for good measure. Time to think of what I should have thought of all along if I'd been as good a monk as I liked to think I was. Good enough, Morwin. Good enough. 
I could have been much better. I could have refused to let them make me abbot. You did. You know why. Foolishness. You could have been a cardinal if you'd cared to try. How could I have? You know what I am. I know what you think you are. You've had the story of your advent drummed into your head so often, you've come to believe it. It's the truth. How it was the winter solstice, and a very storm out of hell, and in the middle of it, at midnight indeed, a novice, keeping vigil in the chapel, heard a baby's cry. He had the courage to go out, even into that storm, which should have outhowled anything living, and he found a prodigy. A babe of about a season's growth, lying naked in the snow,